Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. So this is the second episode of the now-named So There's This Magician podcast. In this episode, I just want to talk around um, the idea of children's magicians and people making assumptions around um, what they think a good children's magician is like. That's not to say that everything that I'm going to go through is you know, absolutely right, um, it's just my perception, I guess. So this kind of stems around those people that, in the world of magic, they're fantastic magicians, they can do some amazing things, but they don't necessarily transfer well across personality-wise, from weddings, um, the corporate stuff that we talked about before, to children's parties and generally children's magic so you may be the best magician in your local area you may be absolutely amazing but if you can't relate to how children think and how children are you're really going to struggle I would say now for me this is not an ego thing this is just purely putting out some thoughts around it um, when I'm doing a gig for a, be it a birthday party or I may be maybe between 5 and 13 years old, you really got to almost get to that point where you're, you're enjoying being in that party just as much as they are. And I know that's hard to do because as an adult, you, know, you kind of almost avoid these to some extent. Now, if you've got kids, maybe you would have taken them to these parties, but it's not something you choose to ordinarily be at. But if you're going to really enjoy the moment and give everything to that family that are paying you to be there, you really have to get into that mindset. So it's the little things. It's the things like, do you need to be standing up? Why do the kids have to sit there and look up at you? Why could you not get down on your knees or sit down amongst them and do the magic that you're doing? And this is where I guess maybe the close-up stuff comes into its own rather than the more traditional stage magic. Stage magic does require kids to, to sit in that position staring for however long the show is that's not always easy kids you know everyone should be aware that every we've all been there and you have a, a fairly small attention span as a child so everything you do needs to be fresh needs to be organic needs to be engaging so that close-up element of get down amongst the kids be it on your knees, sit on your backside, just get amongst them and really kind of get into what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to show them. Don't stand back, don't put that barrier up between you because you're really going to struggle to connect. So that's just the first thing to throw out there. The second part is around more to do with the presentation. So taking something as simple as um, a bit of simple mind reading you could make up any story you like to force a card and you decide you know maybe you're gonna read minds and make up some stories between what's a red card what associated their association is with a red card or the association with a black card but again that presentation's got to be based around the mentality of a younger age group it's no good talking about thinking back to a memory you you have that makes you really really happy to a kid that's five years old because that they're going to really struggle with that 
So maybe you talk about, think of someone that's at your party that you really, really love, or you've got a best friend at your party, something in the moment, something key that they can attach to there and then to really grip them into the trick. I think far too often we make that assumption that a trick is the trick, and actually we're not there to to change our pattern, we're there to perform and to entertain, but actually we are there to adapt and to entertain the age group regardless of the situation. So that's just a bit of a ramble, that one, I guess. But the, the point I'm trying to make is the, the trick that you could do, say, ambitious card trick, that can play to any audience in the world at any age, but you have to be mindful of what it is that you're asking them to do. Using that as an example, if I do the ambitious card trick to a group of five-year-olds, you get them all interactive, you get them engaged, you say, right, we're going to make the card jump, and what's the magic word to make the card jump? up through the deck rather than just talking through and letting them watch it happen get them interactive make it so that they're producing the magic again just my thoughts on it but i think it's something that's important in the world of children's magicians that you know we are in a, a i guess a society now that's maybe moving away a little bit from the comedy stuff from the the more sort of clown magicians and move more towards this whole Britain's Got Talent thing. Everyone likes a bit of a cooler, a bit of a David Blaine thing. In as much as, you know, something you can take to school and show your friends that actually magic is cool, magic is something that isn't just there for a birthday party, something that you can do every day to impress someone. So that's all I want to talk about today. As I said, I'm going to try and keep these between sort of five and ten minutes um, so I don't absolutely bore the backside off of people but at the same time just try and make it a bit informative so any thoughts any opinions on that by all means drop us a line and um, hope to uh, have a chat with you next time thanks mm-hmm.